Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Life America podcast. Uh, as always, I'm here with Hatem. Uh, uh, he, he usually does the introduction, but I'm going to do it today. On my left, one of our favorite guests from We the Internet TV, Lou Perez. Hey, thank you. If, you. if you like what he says, you can follow him. What's your Twitter thing now? Uh, Lou on the subway. I, it's better announce it at the beginning because I don't. You know, you never know how many people are listening right. at the very end. You know, Lou on the subway. Uh, one of the greatest comedians working anywhere in the United States of America. And a not- notable for um, being fired for some anti-Trump comments uh, in Atlantic City, Mr. John Laster. It happens. Yeah, he won't. He, will not, <laughs> he won't back down. Fight the power. And uh, Rick Wilson is a long. It's guest of honor. Rick Wilson is a longtime Republican political strategist. Wait, let me finish, John. Oh, okay. he's, a, he's a good guy. <laughs> Infamous. What ad, is long ad time, ma- long time Republican strategist, infamous negative ad maker, commentator, and author. Infamous. Following his number one New York Times bestseller, Everything Trump Touches Dies. His new book, Running Against the Devil, which is a guidebook for beating Trump, tricks, traps, and Twitter feed in 2020. Here we go. Welcome, sir. Thank you, sir. So w- w- you're gonna um, w- you're gonna tell us from the Republican point of view why, uh, or from the conservatives' point of view, why they should still vote for whoever the Democratic candidate is. Oh, it's not just a conservative's point of view. It's that I'm a guy who helped build this whole electoral system we run now. Good going. And yeah, (laughs) it worked out pretty well. Right up until the the part, it was a total disaster. Um, But the book is really about how to beat Trump at the game that his people are going to play. I know this because I helped write the rule book for it. And I'm one of the few Republicans out there who thinks Trump is a gigantic evil piece of shit and I'm willing to say it and I'm willing to go out and stand by my principles on it. And, um, this book is the product of 30 years of beating the hell out of Democrats all over the country. And when you, when you noted an infamous negative ad maker, I was the guy that Democrats would like tell their children scary stories about at night. Rick Wilson will come and make ads about you if you don't behave because I was that bad. I was the guy you brought in for the really nasty last minute negative stuff. And I was really good at it. So that is really interesting. I want to I want to get into that too. I just want to say maybe for the sake of argument, um, I should just one hundred percent of the time now take the position of a pro Trumper to make it interesting. So so just 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 in case. <laughs> well, I mean, you do and, anyway. No no no. I mean so so just from here on in, I might I might believe it. I might not believe it. But I don't want to have to go through all these um, um, disclaimers and stuff. So I'm I'm going to try to play the devil's advocate. But before we get to that, just because this ad maker, were you involved in a Willie Horton ad? No, I was too young for that. What was your what is your feeling of? Do you know the Willie Horton ad was this ad against Michael Dukakis by the, the Bush campaign? Uh, uh, uh. It was not the Bush campaign. It was a separate independent expenditure group not connected to them. In fact, the Bush campaign tried to pull the ad off the air. I stand corrected by a Bush kind of like it was a for basically a, a type. Thing. Basically, it was a proto super PAC. There weren't yeah. super PACs then, but it was something like that. And it um it it brought out the fact in a very, during a very crime ridden time that Dukakis had like these weekend furloughs for a rapist or right. whatever it is, and somebody this guy Willie Horton got out and he committed a crime again. Right. And um and he was a black 
image and that was called a, a racist ad and it's kind of a like a pivotal moment in in infamous ad history so i wonder what you what you think going back in time now uh, you regret that ad even though you didn't do it well but. look al gore originated the willie horton attack on mike dukakis mm -hmm. in the primary and pounded the hell out of it for months on end and there wasn't wasn't a peep about it from people they're like oh al gore's running a very aggressive campaign and then when the guys that generated that ad, Larry Weitzner and another guy whose name escapes me now because he's dead. Was it Lee Outwater? Uh, no, no, it wasn't Lee. Lee ran the Bush campaign itself. It, it was, um, anyway, I'll come to me in a second. But those guys built an ad that was basically inflammatory in image, but correct in statement. And that happens a lot in advertising, where the things that you remember about the ad are the, are the, are the images and not the words. I mean, I made an infamous ad about Max Cleland in Georgia in 2002. And his guy lost limbs or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He had, he lost three limbs in Vietnam and he voted against, you know, rem and remember it's 2002 Homeland security is like a big deal. Everybody thinks, wow, Department of Homeland security is a great idea. And that was our, our guy was behind. We went and made an ad. All people remember is in the beginning of the ad, it says, in a time when we faced terrorists and foreign dictators and had a picture of, of bin Laden and pictures of Saddam Hussein. Every Democrat remembers that ad as, oh my God, you morphed Max Cleland's head into bin Laden. It didn't happen. The facts of the ad, which most of the ads talking about his votes, but people remember the, the visual images in ads. In the 60s, you know, before all of us were really kicking around very much, in 64, the Daisy ad in the campaign with Lyndon Johnson, with Lyndon Johnson uh, against Goldwater, the Daisy ad was very simple. And all people remember was a little girl burning to death in a nuclear Holocaust. Mm. And you know, all these things in it, it, all these things with, with television ads, you remember the image, it, it one or two images from an ad burn into your head. The right. rest is static. But the, but the accusation against the Willie Horton ad, and then we'll get away from it, was that it was racist. You, uh, I actually don't think it was. I, I thought that um, it, it, it was a totally, as a voter, it's a totally legitimate issue. And if the guy happens to be black, well, I mean, well, that, that yeah, not, the, not bring up the issue because of I, that. I wonder. But, the, but I'm in a very minority position there. Yeah, Even all my friends say, always said it was racist. Like at the, at the time when you're putting together that ad, I mean, were there choices between, okay, we got the black guy who was let out and then did this. Well, and we got the white guy who did the same thing, but we're going to choose the black guy. For yeah. The again, I can't speak to their creative process because I, like I wasn't, uh, I, I was, I was a field guy for Bush in the 88. I was young. I was fresh out of school. You know, I was running Florida operations for that guy. Not, you know, I wasn't at that that level of ad making. But okay, I, I'm sorry, sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but just because this, I think, I think that I'm asking you about something which you probably must have an opinion on, and mm -hmm. you should be able to tell me. I, I think that ad was perfectly okay, or I'm I'm not comfortable with that ad. I wouldn't run that ad today. I wouldn't run that ad today, but I will say this: when you're in a gunfight. All that other shit falls away and you're going to do what you got to do. And campaigns are a zero sum game. There is a winner and there is a loser. And over and over again in campaigns, people will go ahead on both sides of the equation, by the way, they will go ahead and when they're desperate, they'll use things that push right up to the line. Do you, and do you I think and, that ad was, and, uh, that and, ad was pretty close to the damn line. And as a black guy, I think that, um, I feel like what's always used is the black guy. Just like the midterms, you know what I mean? These Mexicans are going to come rape your white women. That's Mexicans what, are not black. 
Same thing. Oh, okay. People, okay. people of color. Yeah. It's the same. I think so, Mexicans, look, look. Mexicans weren't on the hot seat back then. The, back the, then, it was there was there was the, the black guys coming to. Oh, okay, to, so to, so we, I, we definitely don't want to spend the whole show by Willie Horton. I I would just say that I'm just saying it's a black guy. Yeah, that's yeah, that, I, that, it is a black guy. And he I, wants you to defend him. change the subject. There's an unfortunate reality we've spoken about this, and I don't know how you handle it in the real world with the full sensitivity, but with also not pretending that the sky is blue when it's not. Which is that, especially then, we were riddled with violent crime. And it's something like, like in New York, where we look at it like 97 or 98% people of color, in, not in all crime, but in violent crime. And it's very difficult to talk about that subject without um, sound like you're attacking people based on race. And the, and the irony of that is, in a lot of these situations to me, is that we spend so much time talking properly and righteously that we need to help the poor communities in this country, especially the black community, because we have a special obligation to them because of our history with, with slavery, as if, as if we've, we've created this problem, so we have a special moral obligation to it. But yet, when you want to talk specifically about the manifestations of that problem, very high crime, whatever, whatever it is, then people say, ah, why are you saying that? There's, there's no high crime. That, that, that's racist. We'll say, well, okay, if, if everything's hunky-dory, then maybe then what what is the reason that we need to pay this special attention? So so you don't you don't need to ask me, John, because I'm I'm only saying that I I don't disagree with you. I'm saying just like from a person from my point of view, um, it's I find that difficulty growing up in New York in the '90s, knowing so many people who were mugged, including people in my family. Ava went to the hospital. I mean, and 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 re remarkably consistently by non-white people. Then you see an ad of somebody who looks just like the people who mugged everybody I know. And yes, it reverberates with you. And it's easy to think that the person it's reverberating with is reverberating because he's racist or something. And he has said, no, honestly, I'm not racist. It just, this is the way I see the real world. And that's not a satisfactory, I know coming when it comes out of somebody's mouth, it's not a satisfactory answer because well, this is too I, visceral. Well, I also so think, it's, I also it's think no you're talking about two different things. One, yeah. one thing that you're talking about is crime or whatever in, a, in, in certain areas yeah. and where there's black people. Another thing that you're talking about is the imagery that is used when you say the, the boogeyman's coming. Yeah. The boogeyman just happens to always be black. Some big black guy is coming to rape your white women. Now it's Mexicans. They're coming over the border. The caravan. The caravan. Right. Remember, that was his midterm. That was his uh -huh. midterm final push. These Mexicans, and he actually said it on the stump. Yeah. He said, we need to protect our women. He said, the president <laughs> well, of the United States said that. But my, my favorite crime-related ad I ever made, we're filming these ads in this uh, county jail down in Florida. And by law in Florida, you can't show inmates, but we're allowed to use the facility. And so we're sitting there. We didn't know that going in. I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do? So I shaved my head. I had hair then. So I shaved <laughs> my head, put on an orange jumpsuit. And black Took my, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> put on an orange jumpsuit. <laughs> and I had, a, I, had a, I shaved my head down. I looked like Malkovich. I was skinnier at the time. And I just, stuck, I, I put my arms to the bars. And it was, they, they like grained up the film. And people are like, who is that scary guy in that ad? Oh, my God. He's a fucking monster. Where'd you get him? I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I, I remember, like, even uh, the times, uh, the OJ trial thing, they made him blacker. Do you remember that? Time, oh, Mag Time Magazine. Time, yeah. Time Magazine. Uh, Time Magazine. Absolutely. I, I have a question for Rick. Uh, do you think the negative ad is the news now? Oh, well, God. Yeah. You know, look, we don't live in 
we used to call it the news cycle. It's yeah. not a news cycle anymore because ads were ads used to be part of the news cycle. You put an ad up, people would talk about it for a day or two and they'd go on TV for a week and then you'd do another one. Yeah. Well, now we have this news ecosystem and it's always on and everybody's always talking. The conversation on Twitter and Facebook, you know, those, those fucking hellscapes never ends. And so often you're, you're engaging in the same political attack you would have delivered with an ad five, 10 years ago with a tweet, yeah. with, a, with, a, with, a, with a, a Facebook meme, or with, with all the things that we do now, you've got to be agnostic about the platform your message is going on mm -hmm. because everything is everywhere. With Nancy and, so, and, with Nancy and Schumer in front of an Iranian flag. Okay. I know. So as, a, as playing the part of the Trump supporter, let me, let, me, <laughs> let me get the ball rolling. I would say this. For four years, I've been hearing that literally, I think it's... Every single thing this man has done has been wrong and dangerous to the nation. And that's not even counting the amount of years we spent hearing that he was actually a Soviet, a Russian asset. Um, every single thing he's done has been wrong. And yet four years later, the country is doing really, really well. And I would say, well, if, if this is what comes to a nation when the president does every single thing wrong, how awesome would our situation be now if he had done some things right? What would, what would we see differently if Trump had only done the opposite of everything that he's done? Because every single thing he's done is wrong, right? Well, look, the economy's top line numbers are the equivalent of a Coke binge. We did a $2 trillion tax bill that served as a massive stimulus. Trillion. Trillion with a T. We will not be able to pay for that, and it comes due in two years. We have no way of doing that. Our deficits right now are running $1.9 to $2.1 trillion a year. We cannot cover the debt service on our, uh, uh, on our national debt at all and but, still do Social Security, but, Medicare, yeah, well, Medicare. Paul, Paul Krugman doesn't agree with you. A left-wing left -wing economist don't, don't agree with you. Well, left-wing economists believe in modern monetary theory, which is also like like the the economic theory that rainbows shoot from unicorns asses and we can surf on them. No, but I'm saying you're, just, use, you're using a right wing argument with, with, to to uh, make an argument against the Republican president to clear the way for a Democratic candidate who's going to be at least as bad, at least as irresponsible fiscally as Trump ever was. Well, you know, Elizabeth Warren as a, as or Bernie Sanders as a Republican, not to cut as, a Republican I, as a Republican, I have to make the painful admission <laughs> that during Obama, the deficit went down for seven out of eight years and, they, and the national debt went down for four of the, four of the eight years. Well, I, I mean, I don't get into Obama, but, but, um, Obama had actually an enviable position and it was, I may be one of the only people who see it this way. I think that to come in at the, at the very bottom of a cycle, right after an economic panic is a pretty good time to come in as president because it's really only going to go up. And you're, you're, you come in at the maximum deficit spending because you've seen the biggest crash since 1929. Well, what do you expect when the economy turns around a little bit? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's true it could go the other way, in which case basically the United States is over. But overwhelmingly, as McCain said and got in trouble, the fundamentals were of the country were good. This was very much a panic. So Obama, of course, Look, well, and know, then was, was going to, and, and, and also, yeah. you know, the, the balance of power too needs to be, you know, um, you, have, you have three branches. So, you know, who was president and what party were they in? And then who was in control of, of Congress? I think that definitely plays a role in what's able to, you know, to pass and what I'm skeptical. What the president has much uh, to do with any of this to tell you the truth, but well, I, I, mean, I, like, I don't want to, I don't want to step out my side, my Trump supporter. Role. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, but I am making the point that it, you know, so then, 
So basically, everything he's done is wrong, and it's all worked out pretty much okay. And and it is a very fair question to say, well, okay, this is the status quo. What would be way better now if he had if he had done things differently? Would the economy be better? Would we have a a proper procedure at the border? Like, I what exactly is it that we are looking at when we look we survey the landscape now and say, boy. If only he weren't president, this would be different. Uh, Values. We're looking at some corrosions in our system and and the norms in our system and the balance of powers in our government that we've never seen, including since Nixon. And the, 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 the degree to which this White House is engaged basically as a corrupt business enterprise adjunct of the Trump organization is a existential threat to this country. The things. What do you mean by existential? I mean the fact that this government is clearly for sale. Yeah, but existential meaning it'll cease to be? Yes, it, existential threats to the government. We're going to end up being an authoritarian kleptocracy. We're going to end up looking a lot like Russia in the post-Cold War era. Wait, wait, I, I, I don't mean it, but I'm trying to really understand what you mean. Author, authoritarian in the sense that to suspend elections? We may reach a point in this country where, oh, look, the Republican Party no longer functions as an electoral party. At all. Authoritarian for four years until the people vote again or authoritarian in a sense of what that usually means, which is look, I believe like this, the Palestinians. I believe we are I believe we are a fairly resilient country, but that we are at an inflection point right now where Donald Trump presents risks to the way we govern ourselves. So you think it's possible this could be the last election? I think this is I think it's possible that if Donald Trump wins this, we will see a very profound change in the way this country operates. But it's possible to be the last election. Like, I mean, this is this is part of my Trump supporter self. It's like the words are so apocalyptic, ca- ca- apocalyptic and ca- ca- catastrophizing. Like, as somebody told me that word recently, well, it's like existential threat. Okay, well, you know, uh, Nazi Germany was an existential threat. Now Trump is an existential threat, and at some point, it it becomes so um, uh, imprecise. I don't actually, and I don't mean to be difficult. I don't actually know what we mean by saying Trump let is me, an existential let, threat. Let, let me boil yeah. it down. You started off your question with everything that he does is wrong, right? So you started there. I don't think that the problem is that everything he does is wrong. I think the intention of which every move he makes is wrong. The intention is how does this benefit me personally? What is this what is this going to do for me personally because I don't even think that you need a 2 trillion dollar tax cut in an economy that's sailing along other than to go out and say hey I cut you people's taxes. Look, I know the guys that wrote the tax bill. I know the guys who sat in Mitch McConnell's office and wrote the tax bill. Yeah. I asked them directly. I'm like, "Why what's what's the what's the run out? What's the what's the numbers? How does it play out? What's the middle class slice out of this pie?" And my friend laughed and he goes, fuck if I care. I work for the goddamn hedge fund industry. Well, okay. I'm not doing it. And they, they literally designed this thing to sell as a middle-class tax cut, but functionally it's helping people a few blocks from here. 88, 89% of the benefit is going to them. And no, no, it didn't help me in New York. I'll tell you that. No, certainly not. But again, you're not his voter. No, That's my but, point. Okay. But here's, here's, listen, as, as my Trump supporter, first of all, Woodward in his book actually recounted that Trump actually wanted to raise taxes higher on the wealthy and as he was saying that they can afford it and which is he's always said and that's that's not realistic in republican unfortunately that's not realistic in republican politics which means that uh it's not a trump thing trump is probably the most sympathetic to that of any republican president we've had in terms of raising taxes on the wealthy um he didn't 
But he, he was. It wasn't in the cards. It, w- it wasn't because, in the because cards people for him. like because no because people like his friend. Which it's it's a non-starter. Yep. Not, Mitch McConnell is not going to uh, shepherd through but, a bill but, that. But, so that's not a Trump thing, right? But what I'm that's so, not something, so, that's not so, something that's so, going to change. So, when Trump so going is, back is to my point, I think that he yeah. does stuff that is good for him. I don't think that what has he I, done that's good for him. I think that him being able to say, "Hey, I cut taxes. Hey, I ripped up that thing that Obama did." It's okay, all so here, about so, so interesting. Put, you know, Tyler Cowen, the Economist. Sure, you know he's a pretty straight shooter. He's not. He's not a, a, a partisan Republican. That's mm. for sure. No, he's a he, small he, L libertarian. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Libertarian. He's not a. But, right. No, he's not a partisan. No, no, no. no. And he's and he's uh, and he's no Trump supporter by any means. He told us on the podcast that he he said all things being equal, he would he would choose he would have voted for the tax bill, which says to me that he didn't say it was the tax bill he would have written. Mm-hmm. Just that in in um in, in comparison with the status quo it was better. And I made the argument to him and he said this was a, a correct argument. I said if if the current the new tax bill, the one that was passed, sure. were the status quo, and then a politician were introducing the previous tax bill, wouldn't there be a million we'd actually be raising taxes on the middle class, even just a little bit, could we could we lower them just a little bit, but the the you would have all the same arguments would kick in even if you wanted to if you just wanted to repeal this tax bill and go back to the old tax bill, you can make every argument to complain about going backwards that were made to complain about going forward. No? Look, I, I think that... You follow my point. I follow your point, yeah. as convoluted as it is, because the, the time machine... <laughs> good day, the, sir. The time, <laughs> good day, sir. The, the time machine question, the 2020 question is always, you know, is there an actual measurable macro- macroeconomic impact? And a lot of the economic uh, economist friends that I have, they still ascribe the majority of our growth we're experiencing right now to the fact that the Fed is dumping money into the system at a record. But rate. they don't know. I think they don't know. They've never known. They've, they, who is, what is their batting average for any of these economists in, t- in terms of telling us anything? Anything. The dismal science has its, has its merits, okay? Yeah. But the question about a lot of what Trump does is – it is driven by, as John said, self-interest. It is driven by- an example. I'll give you an example. The industry rules for the coal industry that have been completely rewritten, a day after a million-dollar donation was made to the Trump inaugural committee, the list of 27 items that the coal uh, regulatory repeal was going to happen was given to the guy who's running that division of the EPA, who's a former coal lobbyist, mm. by his former boss who gave money to Trump, then they then they wrote into the official language of government the executive order that repealed all those environmental protections. How is that to his benefit? That million dollars in the inaugural committee. Well, well, are you saying that a politician who responds to do you know, donations? Do you, do you not know politicians? Well, that's my point. What I, what I think, what I thought you meant by his benefit meant in his pocket. Like, like, you know, it helped his hotels his, or something like that. Ego, well, maybe. If, if what you're saying well, is that look, he, he if you did wanna, the if bidding you of do his the, donors. If you do the hotel thing, the, the presence of, of lobbyists, of foreign uh, uh, interest groups using Trump hotels. Of the stops over there is, by Turnberry. It is insanity. For the, for the, for the, for the military stop right. over there. The guys who buy Mar-a-Lago memberships, yeah. they're not doing this because they love the, 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 the classic post-mansion. They're doing it because they are directly subsidizing Trump 
They're paying things into his businesses that benefit him directly, which he never gave up control of his businesses. I don't blame him. And they don't benefit him in any meaningful way, I don't so, think. So, so the question, so uh, the stuff that you're listening, would that yeah. it'll come under like the emoluments? Uh, A lot of it would, yeah. So, so um, you know, sort of as an outsider who, you know, I sometimes dip my is toe. Emoluments is dealing with foreign. Uh, is it just? It is. It is. Yeah, only foreign. It is foreign. But there are, there are many, many people, many foreign nationals, miraculously, are buying up golf memberships and Trump condos all right, and, all right. and Trump club memberships. I'm sure he's okay, making a know, deal with Saudi Arabia. Let, let Lou make his point, yeah. then I want to zoom out for a yeah, second because yeah, I have because, an idea. Because I'm, um, when it comes to you know the the, the impeachment, the impending yeah. uh, impeachment, mm-hmm. um, as an outsider looking in, I'm like, oh, are they going to get him on stuff like that? You know, or are we skirting? Are we are we doing this balancing act between what is legal and those, what is not? Those are not in the articles that are discussed right now. the The emolument stuff is not in the articles right now. Um, oh, there may be a second bite of that apple at some point, but it's not in the current set of uh, set of uh, set of articles. Oh, this, 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 these they, articles they, of impeachment are a disgrace to, to the. What's it going Wednesday? The, to the, the Democrats, they, they spoke. This is an aside. They spoke for two or three months about bribery, 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 bribery. After spending about a year telling us that the Mueller report showed 10 or 11 examples of obstruction of justice, which were a roadmap for impeachment. He's giving us a roadmap for impeachment. And then what do they do? They charge him with none of it. And they say, you know, uh, 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 abuse of power, which is a meaningless, undefinable phrase. It got Nixon. Didn't get Nixon. Nixon was a. It was that was abusive. First of all, he 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 was not impeached. But there were like four or five other articles of impeachment against Nixon, listing crime, this crime, that crime, using the FBI. I mean, like crime, 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 crime. And then and then the icing on the cake was this kind of all-purpose abuse of power. But abuse. I mean, people were saying he abused power and should be impeached when he had kids in cages. People were saying he abused power when he the hotels. I mean, they 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 use this for anything. I suppose you can abuse power, but it it really feels like they were saying all this stuff all along. But when they but it came time to putting ink to paper, they're like, oh, you know, I don't think we really have him on this stuff. Right. Because why would you go with abuse of power right. if well, you had him on bribery? Why would you just, go with abuse of power if you had him on obstruction let of me justice? Just, let me just ask this quick yeah. question before you yeah. go, yeah. Rick. You know, you're talking about kids in cages. You're talking about him asking. Uh, None all, of these things are good no, things. No, 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 no. Yeah. Stay with me. Good reason, stay, all just, reasons please, to please vote please him stay out. With yeah. me. Stay with me. You're talking about him asking Mueller to be fired. You're talking about him withholding money, which right. clearly he 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 does in the Ukraine thing. And then all the other things that we don't even know about. And Let's each, get him for the wait, things each, we don't know but, about. But I'm saying each time, you know, we have to argue these things individually. But I'm just saying when you look at the whole, it doesn't trouble you that there's this many things that a guy has been sitting there doing in this White House that we know of. Yes, it troubles That doesn't, that doesn't I, you know, scare you know, you the know, shit it, out of you. It does trouble me. I'm, 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 now you're making me break character. It does trouble me. However, uh, he's not the first president to trouble me. And usually when president troubles you, you vote him out of office. It's hard, it is hard to swallow that of over uh, what, what over number president is Trump? 41? Out of the 45 presidents, hold on, I'll answer you. Out of the 45 presidents, 
that this dumb thing in Ukraine, this phone call, was the single thing that a president has done that warrants removal from office after 45 presidents. It's not, true. It's not, not the true. phone call. That's, it is the not pattern. That. Whatever it is, whatever, whatever you can, you can give the best version of it. It's just hard to believe this is worse than the stuff Johnson was doing, stuff Kennedy was doing, stuff Nixon was doing, or Nixon uh, was committing crime, but stuff Clinton was doing. I mean, the Mark Rich pardon alone, to me, is no less corrupt than Trump's Ukraine thing. Sure, but you know what? You weren't at the point in Clinton's administration with Mark Rich, which I, I agree with you that Mark Rich, the Mark Rich pardon was corrupt. It was corrupt. It was abuse of power. It was pay to play. I, I, selling a Lincoln bedroom, the travels. Yeah. There's a million things. Look, there's a million things. Look, I, you, I'm not here as a- Or committing perjury. I'm not here as a Clinton cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. But the things that Trump has done, I mean, the Ukraine, and look, I was an impeachment skeptic on, on the Russia questions. I didn't think that because- Mueller followed the OIC recommendations and wouldn't bring charges on obstruction, particularly, which was open and shut open on and that. Shut. Apparently not. Well, no, it was. The they OIC guidelines, it. the OIC guidelines forbade him from doing so. But why didn't the Congress, why, why didn't the House charge him with it? The OIC got, hang on, there's, there's still litigation running on all that stuff on the other side of this. There may still be evidence on that that we end up having as additional charges down the line. There's a whole separate process. But Ukraine was such a bright line question and it was such an easy question. Why it was easy? such it's an easy question because of three reasons. One, he was corruptly seeking a private political benefit by asking a foreign power by extorting a foreign power and saying your aid will not be there unless I get what I want in terms of a hit on Joe Biden. Once again for himself. Once you again know. for himself. Secondly, secondly, he directed a a, a abuse of his government power outside of the ability to do rescissions or or budgetary authority. He broke the budgetary authority, which is what Congress passed and ordered. DOD doesn't he doesn't get the ultimate discretion on how money that has been appropriated and authorized can be spent. He held that money illegally. No, that was he after, directed that was after Nixon the Self Control he, Act, right? Yeah, he did not hold it illegally. And and the evidence I'll give you that he did not hold it illegally is that he was not charged. The the the, the well, I mean, we don't, we don't, but the, the reason we don't have that evidence, he won't the reason we don't have that evidence is that no one in the White House is being allowed to testify. Okay. That is, that brings us to the third They part. never subpoenaed the people an in the White House. An ongoing obstruction of justice. They never subpoenaed the people there, in the White House. No an one's ongoing not being obstruction of justice. Yeah. Okay. This is a, a administration that has a very unique view of executive power. And that's why I go back to the existential question. They have a unique view of executive power that goes beyond any other Republican or Democrat. It goes beyond the wildest unitary executive fantasies of any prior president. Okay. I, I, you know, I may or may not agree with you, but this is what I don't understand. Tell me if I'm wrong here. At this point, in my opinion, everything is irrelevant other than what is in the articles of impeachment. At the point when we've gone through all these things and these are and, and and claimed that this is illegal and all that stuff, and then the prosecutor declined to bring any of them and reduced his charges to A, B, and C. And if you want to bring up D, E, and F now, I say that's out of bounds. A, D, E, and F. Why, are, why is it out of bounds? Because it, if you get it, additional information, you, you get additional witnesses. There's no additional, additional information. Additional. There's plenty of additional. What about John Bolton, Mike Pompeo, it, Mick Mulvaney? None of those people have spoken at all. No, it, you, they've stonewalled completely. They've been part of a conspiracy to obstruct justice. Hold on, that that's simply not true. They Bolton Bolton clearly telegraphed that he wanted to testify. Would you they, like to hear from him? Of course, I'd like to hear from him. They they um. 
and as not not I brought character again. They <laughs> they they um declined to subpoena him. It would have taken a month or two at the Supreme Court, and then the Supreme Court would have decided. Actually, what's happened now with a lot of these cases it's with been the administration way longer than it's that. not. No, they, we're not. No, none, we're of, not the, take none more of the circuit that. judges are doing are, are doing expedited consideration for these questions. These things are going to drag on for two or three years. That is not, months. not the case. The, what the, is the, the case? The, the, the Lincoln, the uh, Lincoln, the Nixon tapes went for the Supreme Court right right away. But right now. And All the, the things that, that that the House has been doing, the litigation the House has pursued, has been slow rolled by the courts. And there's an article about it in the Washington Post two days ago that's been slow rolled by the courts, and they're not able to say, okay, well, we can subpoena Bolton and we'll get to see him this, in two weeks. This it does not hold happen. water at all. If I, so they I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you why it doesn't hold water. No, I don't know why they didn't, but they, 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 you think, they that, you think that they could, you think that they could issue a subpoena and get Bolton in two weeks? You believe no, that? No, two months. You believe that they could get him within two months if they I, I believe him. they could do the following easily. They could they could file they could subpoena him, file their articles of impeachment as they did, wait for the subpoena to come through, then add another article if they wanted to. It was clear that for some reason they they didn't. Well, but that but the administration should consider. That does anybody not months? understand how absurd it is to 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 ask the president for some, you know, witness from within the executive branch and like every other president, including Obama, by the way, the president declares executive privilege. We have separation of powers. We have a court that gets to decide whether this is proper or not. And rather than wait to use years. our system, no, wait, we're going to we're going to make this a reason to impeach, to wait, remove him. Well, wait this, two years. This doesn't pass any kind of logic. Well, it, wait it, a minute. No, let, it, me, let me let me tell you what the logic is. The logic is a guy is trying to cheat for the next election. By the time the courts get wait wait wait. By the time the courts get the witnesses to testify, the next election will have happened already. No, I, they I, cannot no, it, get these witnesses there in is, that there's, in a short span of time that right, they're talking about. John, they would have done John, it. I'm telling you, I've done some reading about this. I haven't said I haven't read anybody who thinks that they wouldn't have been able to get Bolton to testify in time. It may move closer to the election, which, by the way, would have been good for the Democrats because I'll tell you why I thought they made a mistake. Trump's not getting removed, so the further away this failure happens from the election, the more forgotten it is. Wouldn't it be better to have Bolton testifying in October? Wouldn't it be better to actually have the impeachment trial the month before the November election because he's not going to get removed, but then it's fresh and everybody goes to the polls. Wouldn't it be the best thing for the Democrats to go to the polls in the midst I'm not, of the, uh, the witnesses I'm not, testifying? I'm not arguing, you follow my I'm argument? Not arguing I understand the, what I'm you're not saying. I'm arguing the political thing. I'm telling you that the, the courts- Every decision the they made was move, political. The, I'm telling you that the courts are moving slower than that. That's so, all so, I'm saying. I, I just have a, I just have a question. It's not a custody battle. I just have right. a question, yeah. and, it, and, and this sort of goes back to <laughs> what Rick uh, was talking about earlier about your uh, experience with ads and all that. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder just how much of all this stuff is just being played out in public, uh, in uh, in the news, in memes, on social media and all that, where it's almost like it's kind of taking the power out of the people who are supposed to actually be enforcing it uh, in a way where it's sort of like, um, I don't know if there's there's something where it's like, ooh, um, how are people responding to this? Ooh, they don't like that. Let's go. Oh no! Look, the all these things are actually very carefully monitored. They're very carefully studied. You know, data science underpins everything now in politics. 
And so if the Trump... Not the Trump, it doesn't. I, I, you broke character again. <laughs> well, I, said, I broke character. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would say he, he, he goes by his gut. That's not no, it. let me tell you. When they posted that picture of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer with, with Islamic headgear on, I promise you... They went out and ran that ad. They A B or that tweet. They A B tested the response to that with probably ten or twenty thousand Facebook people. They watched how the likes flowed on it. They identified the people that liked it. They now put those people in a basket in their data file that says people who like is anti-Islamic memes. There's mm. this stuff is very <laughs> carefully studied. It's very carefully digitized. The the this this numinous cloud of data that surrounds everybody now is an enormous political weapon. So, and it's being monetized and weaponized every so, day. So I, I, I think at this point, you know, whoever likes Trump likes Trump, whoever against him against them. So the election is coming soon. How do we beat Trump? I know you're one of the... Um, Wait, I, I want to ask the, one more question. I want to ask one more question. About Trump? About this whole impeachment thing. And then... And then uh, okay, yeah. impeachment and then election. So, so from the other side, I would say the following. You know, there, there are interviews floating around on the internet of two of the Ukrainian prosecutors, I can't remember, Shokin and Lutsenko or whatever, mm -hmm. I don't know the name, mm -hmm. sorry. Um, both of them saying, yes, we were pressured not to do anything with Burisma, you know, saying blah, 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 whatever it is. And to me, in a technical sense, the fact that these Ukrainian prosecutors, former Ukrainian prosecutors are saying these things, I know, we're, I know we're supposed to say, that's ridiculous, it can't be, you know, like, we don't know. Uh, that is all the president needs to say, I had a right to look into this. And I think if you were to ask his um, supporters, his voters, would you like the president to look into that? They would say, yes, we want to know what the hell was going on with Biden and his son. And that to me is why it's not impeachable unless... Be, be, wait, 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 wait. The one area of the world where Donald Trump personally intervenes with a foreign leader yeah. And says, hey, you need to inter intervene and investigate my chief political rival because of corruption in your country. That's such horseshit. I can't even see straight. Well, because this is a guy who who extorted a foreign leader for a political personal political benefit. It was not for the U.S. It was not to clean up Ukrainian and, corruption. And he would have it, us and he would have us believe it that. was okay. so that he could but, get an oppo dump on Joe Biden. OK, and, that, and, and well, just before you say except that they, they speak out. Go ahead, John. Just ahead. before you say something, no. Yeah. So to me, that is the fault line between what is this guy doing and why is he doing it? It's not that he's doing everything wrong. Is investigating corruption a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing. Why is he doing it? Yeah. That's what I Why think. Why only there? Why yeah. Yeah. only uh, uh, there? Uh, uh, and that's what his decisions are based on to me. Well, uh, uh, you think Saudi isn't corrupt up the ass? No, of course it is. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think that- North Korea, <laughs> I think, China. I would say that- <laughs> I, I would say that an extremely opportunistic decision, which clearly it is, is not impeachable if the decision is still, uh, uh, can be considered in the national interest. Politicians make decisions like that all the time. If, if listen, the obviously, I think we all agree that Hunter Biden story. I don't think so. That's that, a that's a that's a kind of last refuge of scoundrels argument. To be maybe, honest. but but if you're talking about removing a president. You're talking about overturning election. That that Hunter Biden story stinks to high heaven, and I think it's worse than people are making it out to be. I've made this. I can do it quickly. Uh, when Hunter Biden, when when the Ukrainians offered, when Burisma offered Hunter Biden the job, obviously they offered. Let, stop me if you disagree. They offered to him because his father was the vice president. By taking the job, 
he was tacitly telling them, yes, I can deliver my father. Otherwise, why else would you hire me? Once he takes the job, the vice president, Joe Biden, he's certainly savvy enough to understand what just went on. And what does he do? He plays golf with the board members of Burisma, to my mind, to indicate to them, yeah, we're, we're, you know, this is, a, this, is, this, this, this is the equivalent of Frankie Pentangeli showing, Frankie Pentangeli's brother showing up in Godfather Part Two, and all he has to do is sit there and everybody understands what's going on here. It's hands off, it's hands off. And that's what, that's what seems to me went on in Ukraine. And I don't think Joe Biden is corrupt in terms of, I, I don't know what, but I think that um, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty ugly, dirty, stinking thing that he but allowed again, to happen. To, to John's and point, I, and I think for a president to discover this, to have the prosecutors tell him, "We have evidence that this was corrupt." The, the ambassador came. You mean the notoriously corrupt Paul Manafort connected no, the, prosecutors? The, 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 the you Ukrainian, mean the, the, the former prosecutors Shokin, who was yes. notoriously corrupt, who is a Manafort connected? You know, He's just, with the prior this, administration okay, that had been thrown. This out. is where you guys lose me. Notoriously corrupt. It's been debunked. Blah blah blah. This was all the same stuff we heard during. Okay, the Russia. I thought, hold on. This I, is all I the same stuff. Hold on. This is all the same stuff we heard during the Russia thing. These adjectives get thrown around, and I've spent a good amount of time like they, they told. They called this thing debunked. I have spent hours trying to find where it's been debunked. I mean, hour. I can't. I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying they just. They, somebody says it. It gets repeated and repeated, and before you know it, it's it's it goes. It's the con conventional wisdom. I'm just saying, if you're president. And a prosecutor tells you, the ambassador told me it's hands off uh, uh, Burisma and these following people. So wait, and do Giul you? And Giuliani wait, clearly so, believes it. Do so you think Giuliani you, believes so it? I think he's, I, I, well, that's a whole separate matter. No, let it's me, not a separate matter. It is a totally separate matter. Let me do one thing first. It's not a separate matter. Go ahead. There's no record yeah. in the U.S. government yeah. at all. And the ambassador, Ambassador Hill, and the other folks from the State Department all testified that there was never any hands off Burisma order from the U.S. of uh -huh. any kind, of any kind. They were never, t they they testified, Ambassador Hill and the others testified, um, and and um, her name is escaping me at the moment. They said that is a false assumption. That is a false statement. They never issued to the, they never said the Ukrainian government hands off Burisma. Have, that is a lie. Have you, you don't know if it's a lie. Have you seen? Wait. They testified under oath, have under criminal seen, penalty of perjury, that that is that that have, is a lie. Maria, you have you seen? Have you seen the interview with whoever? The, I don't want to get there, which whichever long Ukrainian name it was, where he said, "No, she didn't give me a written thing. She just she told us the names of people." And she said during her testimony that that is a lie. Right. As did so Fiona said, Hill. As did Fiona Hill. Then there is no record. And look, the State Department. I know the State Department Wait, so pretty let me, well. Let me they, they, finish. They don't go do things just randomly okay. like that. So she says it's a lie, and it may be a lie, but the Ukrainian prosecutor says it's true. The notoriously no, corrupt Paul Manafort connected to Ukrainian prosecutor. The notoriously corrupt pr prosecutor. So, so the president, so Giuliani apparently really believes this is true, and he tells the president, Giuliani's the one who sucked him into all this, and the president says, I want this looked into. And at that point, he's committed an impeachable offense that he should be removed for. He says, I want to, and, and by the way, there's something that nobody's, no, the one impeachable thing, offense comes when wait, he says, I will hold your money until, until you give me an okay. investigation and an oppo hold, dump on Joe Biden. So oppo dump is your words. And, and it's something very interesting. Not, Do you remember what he said? He says, I want you to look into, I want you to look into this uh, Biden thing. He didn't say Joe Biden, but I think, I think he's talking about Hunter Biden. Biden. No, uh, come on, come on. 
No, this, I'm just being accurate and, about what he and said. Again, is there any other place that mm-hmm. you can I, show I, me I, where Do- where Donald Trump has mentioned listen, corruption, cares about? I'm, I'm, I'm getting to I'm saying one. I I I think it's important. I think it's helpful to separate the factual rendition of what was said, and it's fine to say what you think it actually meant. But I, to blend them together, someone's listening, they think he said, I want you to go after Joe Biden. You, what you're saying is that it's pre, in your mind, it's pretty clear he meant Joe Biden. I'm just saying he, he, what he said, because he'll claim, I didn't mean Joe Biden. But this is what's interesting. He said, okay, I want you to work with my attorney general on this, which is something that nobody talks about. In other words, he didn't say, let's have some under the table conversation about, uh, investigation about this. What he said was, shockingly, he said, I okay, I want you to work with the attorney general on this, meaning above bo- an above board investigation. So, ho- ho- Which wait, wait, wait. to me means it's perfectly, if, if, if he is going to, whatever you think about it, if, but, he, if he says he's going to say, listen, I want- Was there a condition placed but, on there? Did, but did they hold up their aid but wait a minute. as a condition of doing this investigation? But yeah, I'll, I'll, he can, he can do that. But, but they, keep trying to, they keep trying to shrink not, it down to this conversation. These if talks, it's illegal, they should yeah, charge Just hear me out, just hear yeah. me out. Yeah. These, 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 this- this this full court press that they were running on Ukraine started months before that conversation. He was sending Giuliani. Over. Giuliani said this on television. I'm over there looking for dirt. This wasn't some one con. This wasn't a once off. He had a full court press. He was fired. He fired Maria Yovanovitch. Y- y- uh, he had uh, okay. Fiona Hill in Trump. This wasn't John, some conversation. John, John, you're making the case to me that Trump did something that you really that was really foul. Question in my mind is. Where is this line all of a sudden that presidents who do? I mean, Obama looked right in the camera and said, "If you want your, if you want your doctor, you can keep it. You want your oh plan, keep God, it." We're not going back. No, to no, that I'm line. making an analogy, and it came out that it was the lie of the year, the Washington Post. I mean, and and a, and it had a drastic effect on the country, much more than anything. And I mean, you can't so, even compare it to Ukraine, and nobody thought that was impeachable. So hold, hold on. So where so does it, where does something was, where does something totally the president saw the president saw equivalence? Okay, are are insane. You're talking about a country who's in a shooting war, that this guy's holding up money so that he can get the president right. to go in front oh, of a microphone on, on CNN a they didn't, they and didn't, say that they were in They were not, he they were not a, affected by this. He sought a private political benefit yes. for by, himself. By extorting a foreign government, by withholding their aid. He, he, did that, he did that, the Biden thing, not because of corruption, because it's personal a benefit from like Johnson. Because if it was about corruption, what about the Clinton? He I, promised I, that Hillary Clinton would be investigated in the election. Sorry, I, I'm trying. Right? I just don't understand. So, if I'm the president and they come to me and say, "There's corru- million corruption," you pick this one. No, Why? and they come to me and say, "You're about to give all this money and aid," and and we've and, and by the way, within the Obama administration, they were aware that there's something wasn't right here. They weren't. They, they told some people to stop asking about it. Don't don't bring it up to the vice president. They they what what year did out, this it, all happen? Do, do you guys remember what what year Hunter Biden was uh, was hired and working over there? Was, uh, 2015, I think. So I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they they knew that that came out in the hearing too. They knew that this looked bad, and what I think that everybody's not wanting to understand is that it's one thing to look at it from the point of view of the people who oppose Trump, but if you look at it from the point of view of the people who voted for him, they do view rooting out, uncovering the unseemly behavior in the previous administration as in the national interest. They don't They don't see this as a, per, they see it as an innate good to uncover what was going so, on. So, 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 
the children of senior officials receiving a benefit, as as Hunter Biden did, nobody disputes that. Is, Joe Biden disputes it. Is an unequivocally bad thing, and we must pursue it. Correct? Is that the Trump rule? Because we're following that. Because argument. if that's the argument, Jared Kushner's family got a billion dollar bailout from a Qatari based bank. Wait a minute. And after they put after yeah, they put Qatar on the on after the bad they, country right, list. After they yeah. after they isolated Qatar, Ivanka Trump has been raking up trademarks and patents in China. I think it's 13 now. Yeah. But we're, we're all like, so we should, no, we but should we're definitely look into is, that. If this is the rule, if this is what we're going to pursue on corruption, I think if the children of senior of officials are 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 going to be held as something that we must investigate if corruption surrounds them. A billion dollar loan that's about to go I'm belly saying, up in April should okay, definitely I'm be looked into. I'm saying the sure. president can look into corruption if he wants, even if it's opportunistic. And there, uh, as far as, and if the Congress wants to make that illegal. But can he, in yeah. your mind, yeah. seek a private political, he wasn't saying to Ukraine, clean yourselves up so your lives will be better. He was saying, report to me, give me opposition research on Joe Biden or Hunter Biden, whichever the case was, it all accrues to the Bidens. If you're, if, and seeking a private political benefit that only helps him. Doesn't help anything else. So, so doesn't ask, help Ukraine. So let me doesn't ask you help this, America. Fair enough. It just helps him. So let me ask you this question. Exact same facts, except Biden's not running for president. Could Trump do it? No. Still couldn't do it. So why? If you it's extort for a personal, foreign power for personal for Why would it be personal gain if Biden's not running for president? If he is seeking any kind of personal gain. If he said to the Saudi Arabians, hey, dump a million dollars into my, a billion dollars into my personal bank account, it would be equally correct. Are you really saying that the president can't say... Listen, I heard I heard that something may not be right here. I want to put you in touch with my attorney general. Right. And the and the result that you're going to give me is going to help me in elect in, in my election campaign against my chief opponent. Whoever I said, the I said, opponent I said, is. I said the scenario the the um the hypothetical is that Biden's not running. If it still accrues to his personal, political, or financial benefit. For him personally. Political benefit? Presidents can't do things that accrue to their political they, benefit? They cannot use the power of their office. The to the, of the they do it all the time. They cannot use their political office corruptly to accumulate uh, It's not corruptly unless it's illegal. All right. I don't see any clear I, I want to talk about the actual election and how we beat Trump and the tricks and all that. So you're one of the co-founders of the uh, Lincoln Project. Yep. Uh, so can you tell us about it and how is it different from the never- Is that like log cabin Republicans or is it- uh, <laughs> That's the gay- uh, Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're all straight. Light, light we're all straight as far as I know. <laughs> so, what is the Lincoln Project? No hate. Um, <laughs> the Lincoln Project is four of us who are kind of senior guys in the Republican. Who uh, is it? It's me, Steve Schmidt, uh, a guy named Reed Galen, and a guy named John Weaver. And all of us have been around the block more than a couple times. We've run big campaigns all over the country. Um, we've done big ad campaigns for. The, you know, the parties, we've done big ad campaigns for the presidential races, and the four of us are all pretty deeply committed to trying to preserve what we what we signed up for, limited government, individual liberty, constitutional adherence, rule of law, you know, the old-fashioned kind of Republican party. So, so it's, out of, history, it's out of fashion. History is going to be very kind to you guys. Well, well, so how ironic what's, to what's, name what's, it after the guy who suspended habeas corpus. But anyway, <laughs> <go ahead>. <laughs> <laughs> what's, So how is it different from the Never Trump movie before? Like, why would you guys uh, be well, able to look, do what they Never did? Trump was sort of this scattered and atomized movement. And, you know, look, the Never Trump contingent in the Republican Party is about 10, maybe 15% on a good day. Okay. The ones that would speak out about it, you could put us around the table at a Waffle House. You know, it wasn't a big sweeping 
you know, public facing group. Yeah. I, I remember and, um, the, uh, when, when you guys were called human scum. Yeah, and, we were human and, scum. And, and I was thinking like, oh man, but I actually like a lot of the never Trumpers. I guess I'm like human scum adjacent. Like, like, <laughs> that's, that's problematic. <laughs> you know, from, from, from the outside looking in to me, the, the never Trump thing is more of a, of a, you know, like, uh, this guy is, you know, he sucks, whatever. I don't know. I feel like you guys' group is is saying let's do something. Something needs to be right. done. And that that is the difference between yeah. You know, look, never Trump. There was a lot of complaining. Yeah. Mm. And it, look, and it, admittedly, even me, I was like puzzled for like a year and a half. Like, how are we going to get together and actually take political steps that are meaningful in terms of you know putting a smack on this guy? So you 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 would be the link. Uh, Project is against Trump, regardless of who's running. Even if look, we're Warren is we're going to do our very best to ensure. Because look, my ideological predicates and and principles are one thing, mm -hmm. but I truly believe that Trump presents so many dangers to this country, both politically and economically and morally and and legally. That I can live with Elizabeth Warren. I can live with oh, Joe. Biden. Really. I'm not going to love it. Yeah. I'm not going to wake up every day and go, woohoo. <laughs> so, so let's have a thought experiment. Let's say Elizabeth Warren had been elected in 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, we might have a, a majority liberal Supreme Court now limiting. We would not. Why not? Because you still wouldn't have a majority. You'd have two, two justices. You might, but, it, but you would have a Republican Senate still in that scenario. You still had a Republican Senate. So she's not going to be able to push through. Um, you know, people on the far edge of the, uh, not the far the edge, but to leaning, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the Supreme. It, it would be different than the court we have now in some way. Like another some way would be Sotomayor. to the left. Maybe, no, you'd, you'd yeah. probably get another Kennedy basically. Well, except Kennedy was a very strong free speech advocate. And, well, uh, uh, I mean, I think you probably agree with me because that, that free speech is really, um, uh, uh, not valued on the left these days. No. You agree with that? No, very much so. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's a big worry with a President Warren's not maybe not a President Biden, but a President Warren's Supreme Court. We might have a we might have a Supreme Court that um, that brought that into question. We'd um, what else would we have? What do you think? What do you think about the way he handled Iran? Look, the machine that we built um, for basically hunting down and whacking bad guys that was built, you know, basically by George Bush, inherited by Barack Obama. He used it. I have no no mercy for Soleimani. He was a bad guy. Sure. He was a terrible, terrible guy. No offense, Hatem. <laughs> I gave his location. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but That was me, damn it. <laughs> but what we've seen with Donald Trump in foreign affairs is that this is a guy who is easily tricked. This like, is a guy. I, but but, Jung -il. but, but I, hate, I hate to say that uh, because I'm against it, but he moved the American embassy to... Uh, Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv. To, 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 uh, which, Jerusalem. to Jerusalem, which no one of the president. So, 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 I mean, he did something that uh, maybe foreign policy for, for the Jews, you know, <laughs> well, uh, let the record show he pointed at me. Yeah. <laughs> so, so regardless of who's running yeah. you against Trump. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to oppose Donald Trump. Okay. So what do you, do you think he can win 2020 and did you expect him to win 2016? So I did not expect him to win 2016 and no one else did, including Donald Trump. Uh -huh. The night of the election, a very senior Trump official, one you see on TV all the time, called me and said, oh my fucking God, this guy was so insane. I can't wait to have a steak dinner and tell you this whole story. Motherfucker, I can't wait to be out of here. And about two hours later, this individual calls me and it's like, 
oh shit, mm. what have we done? Yeah. He carefully hid the gender in that story, which makes me think it's a woman. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can, I, can I just? Tell I'm you, gonna go with Kellyanne Conway. That's my guess. That's very smart. That's I was hosting. Because people say he, he, he. You know, then when you say, that's individual. A, it's a woman. Hey. I was hosting hey. a show in Virginia right after yep. to the to a couple days after the tower got hit. Brand new in comedy, um, and I was afraid because I was like, people are in a really crazy mood. That crowd. Um, you know, the show went on and it, was, and it was normal. I also hosted downstairs at the Village Underground. Oh, God. The night after Trump was elected. And I actually had to stop the show. I, oh, shit. I, it, that's how, it, September 11th was worse than Trump being elected. I had to stop the show and say, listen, we all know what happened. You know what I mean? There's nothing we can do about it now. <laughs> we have. We may as well enjoy this show. Viva la resistance! Yes. <laughs> Some a couple people started with a slow clap, and then finally, but that's the worst I had ever, yeah. ever on stage felt like mm. a, a cloud over the entire room. Okay, and here we are I, four years later, yeah. and none of it came true. Almost none of it came true. Uh, I have a story too, but I can say it in the air. I'll tell you after. None of what apocalyptic. Although we, I had people in tears. Wall Street Journal reporter in tears because she thought this actually was the end of the United States government. I'm like, well, how exactly? Like, do you think the army is going to uh, uh, take arms to defend Donald Trump despite us, you know, a court order that like? Well, Rick is very concerned. He's never going to leave office. (laughs) Very concerned here. If anybody's looking to, and there's a lot of people on the inside. So Rick, there there is the interest. Interesting argument. I'm sorry that that uh, what what is it? What what additional mischief is possible that he's unconstrained by another election? You know, in a, a second oh, term, about a second it. term sure. Donald Trump. Sure. Yeah. So how how do we beat him? Look, you got to do three things. Yeah. First is you got to fight where the fight is, and there are about 15 electoral college states where this election really happens. I know how Mississippi is going to vote. Okay, doesn't matter. Mississippi doesn't matter. I know how California is going to vote. Doesn't matter. You don't get extra bonus electoral college votes. We just, you know, those states, about 35 of them, they're done. It's over. North Dakota is going to vote Republican. You mean the 35 states that Hillary decided to campaign in? Yes, the 35 states. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I mean, there, there's your fundamental flaw right there. Good point. You know, she decided to take a vacation from Pennsylvania, Ohio, Wisconsin, and Michigan. Bill told her. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I can't even. Didn't he? That's what, that's what yeah. I read. Yeah. It, it, they were playing for North Carolina, which was not in their reach. And so anyway, so you got to fight in those, in those key electoral college states. Mm -hmm. You've got to win Florida. It's the big thing. It's the big, it's the big, it's the big kahuna. It's the, it's the huge prize. It's 29 electoral college votes. You lose Florida, you're fucked. It's over. It's done. Put a fork in it. But the governor's doing really well, right? He's doing really well, but he's, he was, he ran and won as a Trumper, but man, he has been in the tall goddamn grass since then. Oh yeah. Oh, he has been, he has been like Donald who? What? Okay. I feel like so. I feel like they have a um, and you tell me I could be wrong. Harry would be a great person to ask about this. Harry Enton is a good friend of ours. Oh, yeah. CNN, he's a good yeah, friend. I know of Harry. Yeah. yeah. I, I I feel like they have like almost like a conveyor belt of conservatives coming down there because you always got old people yeah. moving down yeah. there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And look, you know who votes in elections? <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know who votes like in elections? Chicken and Bugs Bunny person. <laughs> yeah. You know who votes in elections? Old people. Yeah. Right. But I, old I, people I, vote. But I think yeah. that's why Florida is so tough. Yeah. It is. It, look, the median it's age again, in Florida I, I, is like 69 years old. Right. So and I so, don't know why. Why aren't Democrats looking elsewhere then? The problem is there aren't a lot of other elsewheres. What about no, Texas? How many, how many times in our history? Te- did, Texas is worth Not Latino much, enough? 
Not Texas is much harder than Florida. The problem in Texas that Democrats haven't like worked out in their head yet mm-hmm. is a lot of Hispanics, especially first and second generation Hispanics from Mexico, are very Catholic or increasingly very evangelical, and they're pro-life. They're not they, the the abortion thing is not yeah. working for them in Texas. Also, you're dealing with a state without. Now we may back. we may have oh. a, a different change going on there because of the immigration stuff. That may that may accelerate the phase change there. Mm-hmm. So but, what would you do in Florida to to ensure that they? Uh, well, first off, in Florida, you've got to go and you've got to not kill yourself. <laughs> and the the Democrats and as a Florida guy for years, the Democrats lose in Florida over the the issue that they guns right they can't right they can't stop touching the hot stove yeah everything (laughs) north of the i4 corridor between tampa and orlando the panhandle the panhandle is like alabama yes only more conservative i live there i can tell you these people including every white male democrat including most african-american guys that i know they hunt they have guns they like guns Guns are a thing in Florida. The Democrats don't even understand their own people. In Florida, there are 1.7 million concealed carry permits. We did a study. About 38% of those people are Democrats. About half of those people live in Broward, Dade, Palm Beach, and Miami. Or, or, or Miami itself, Broward, Dayton, Palm Beach counties. Can I can I put what you're saying in a much broader sense? Mm-hmm. I think you know the Democrats need to do to, start, to start winning. Stop looking down their nose at at the other half it's of America. Big, no, I look. I write about it in the book. The I write about it, it in they, the book. They speak so contemptuous. Reporters talk about toothless people at Trump rallies. It makes my skin crawl. So, so the, so the, I, the arrogance, the way they talk about people they disagree also, with. Also, so also, I guess the uh, question will be. Uh, I was just uh, going to say something about, and then also you know you have all these calls for you know eradicating the electoral. College. I mean, what does that tell the states? You yeah. know that they're never going to write it. So, yeah, yeah that, no, that, but it's it's that use of language. But, that, there, but that Democrats is, jerking the, themselves off over getting rid of the electoral college. If you want to try to get rid of it, pass a constitutional amendment. It's not easy, and you're not going to do not it. Not happen. But they 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 well, like last year, Warren and Buttigieg and at the, for the time Harris, they were all out. Oh, we're going to get rid of the electoral college and really make it. No, that, you're not. I was yeah. dumb. I no, was, you're that, not. That's dumb. So I guess I guess the question is like, is Trump winning or the Democrats are losing? So how do you, how can I look? As the I, Democrats I, are losing. Yeah, I, yeah. The Democrats are losing. I say this all the time. Yeah, I Trump agree. can't win, but the Democrats can sure as hell lose. Yeah. So how can you help that with 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 your? Uh, well, look. One of the things that we talked about the electoral college, and you got to fight where the fight is. Mm. The second thing is all elections, all re-election campaigns are a referendum on the incumbent. Every single one of them. You make a decision. In 2012, they said, do we want more Barack Obama? They said, yes, they did. In 1992, did they want more George H.W. Bush? No, they didn't. In 2004, did they want more George W. Bush because they felt secure at that time? Yeah, they did. This has got to be a referendum on Trump. Democrats who get out there and think, oh, my policy plan for this or that, that voters are going to read. No, they're not. They do not make decisions based on policy. They make decisions based on personality and mm-hmm. connection and affect and celebrity, to be perfectly honest. And, you know, none of these people in the Democratic field are a generational talent like a Barack Obama so, or a generational talent like a Bill Clinton. Def- L- let me tell you something. Listen, without and, any basis. And, and to be fair, yeah. those were two tough guys to follow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, so, no doubt. Yeah. So I'm going to say this without any basis, but I, I think that I there are many other people who feel this way. For the first time in my life, I don't feel that the election is a, is a referendum on Donald Trump. 
I feel the referendum is an election on the left. Is it, the election is a referendum on the left. I so abhor the left, what they stand for, how they're coming for us, how they're coming for free speech, cancel culture, political correctness, uh, these ridiculous, like, who, like who, now you have, to, is, say, have to say have to say Latinx despite that only 2% of Latinos want to be called Latin, all this stuff. Who's the us they're coming from? Uh, um, uh, <laughs> me. Uh, people People feel like me. The, 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 um, I'm just wondering who, who this- Hold on. The-, the Actual con- the contemptuousness that they feel towards small businesses, the the way they want to saddle us with with everything and and call us bad guys, the everything De Blasio stands for, all of it. This is such a big well of resentment within me. It's the only reason I would consider voting for Trump. It's just anybody but them, anybody but these but this but yeah. this left wing. Uh, never. Know, what, been, I do wonder. This is not Bill Clinton. I, this is not Barack Obama. Can I, can this I is the Twitter left in Elizabeth Warren and Bernie said like Mayor Bloomberg. Great. Joe Biden. I could live with it. Even Mayor Pete, although he really turned me off by bl- like who blames it turned you, you off? don't. I'll tell you what, what kind of nonsense is this? Don't you cannot kill the man who kills 600 Americans because a freak accident might occur. And if that freak accident occurs, it's blood is on your hands, Donald Trump. Yeah. You should have known. Like, you can't kill that that murderer of Americans that because the Iranians might shoot down their own airline. This is who I'm going to vote for? These are the people we're going to put in charge? This is the this is the great superior to Donald Trump one, thinking? One thing so, I, well, here's, so, well, I was just going to say, so, you know, back in 2016, just, you know, there are how many people who voted for Trump as a big fuck you to the left? Sure. And now it's like, oh, my God, have those numbers grown? Because with the shit that's been happening, I could totally see that being. I think, well, look, I, I, I'm saying I, speaks what? for you, doesn't it? What? What I'm saying. Oh, speak, no, a lot of it. Yeah. I hate the class I, warfare I, bullshit. I, I, I hate I, all that. Go ahead, I, I, I'm with you. I think there's an exhaustion. I was I was I I never, ever, ever debate with people online. I love that th- this guy does, but I never, but, 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 but yeah, no knock on you. I just, I just can't, got but, I, but I did, but I did jump into the fray with a guy the other day. And the point that I made to him, he never responded back was you guys are a coalition of hate. You, you just summed it all up. It has nothing to do with this guy's doing good. He's going to help us move in this direction, that direction. It's I hate them. Yes. And to me, that's where the Democrats can lose because I hate them yeah. is powerful. That means it doesn't matter if he helps me, hurts me. doesn't matter what he does as long as he still hates them. Yeah. And that's his power. But one thing I talk about in the book is that Democrats don't understand themselves. Most Democrats in this country are not Bernie Progs. The vast majority aren't. We've studied this a lot, and it's one of the tricks Republicans use for a generation. Yeah, Going out, look, I helped elect a Republican governor in Vermont four times. Not exactly a hotbed of liberal or of conservatism. We did it by having our guy connect with people better, by not being a dick all the time, by not being so in your face about his uh, his, his his policies and his ideas. So- the woke left on Twitter is deadly poison. They are such a small fr- and I, I, I seriously I break this but down. Every Democratic yeah. candidate is is obedient to them, uh, uh, except, a except plus for, for obedience. Uh, Elizabeth Warren saying that that um, was it. Non-binary people are the backbone of the uh, of. Well, the well, well, Julian, Julian Castro, Julian Castro saying we've got to provide abortion services for trans women. No, you don't. Well, how about this? <laughs> how about it's an outrage that on college campuses now. A, 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 a student accused of a sexual assault or something has the right to defend himself. 
This is what the Trump, the new, you know, the, the yeah. new Trump. Or to and, have a lawyer. The, they became, yeah. the, the people that I'm supposed to vote for became apoplectic at this outrageous emergence of civil liberties on college campuses. Sure. That some, like this is, uh, and, and look how they went after, no, even, I, even I almost went along with the Kavanaugh thing, except that now it, as it turned out, yeah, it's good to have presumptions of innocence because look at how the Kavanaugh story basically fell apart, at least in terms of anything that would stick where her best friend, uh, uh, Kaiser is her name? But Leyland Kaiser, best her uh, uh, Dr. Ford's best friend said she doesn't even believe the story, and she was she was there. Look, I mean, again, the the excesses of woke Twitter and of the scoldy left. I go at it this in the book. This is not selling to the middle America. And if your electoral college map is three states on the west coast and four states on the east coast, you're going to have to work really hard to win, to win the presidency, really really hard. So, so, I, so I, I have a I question for, for, for you, for the project, uh, for Lincoln mm -hmm. Project, which would be the best Democrat uh, nominee for you? I say this all the time. I'm not trying to pick the Democratic nominee, and I'm really- But who would be, you know- Honestly- I'm sure you know. There are three factors involved. Name ID in politics is the number one most magical power of all. So that's two out. So that's why <laughs> Donald Trump, in part one, mm. people thought they knew who he was. They knew that name. They had, he was a brand for 25 years. The second thing is- Being you, over 75. <laughs> you want somebody who doesn't scare the shit out of people. Yeah. Uh, and as a Republican, I want Bernie Sanders, if I'm a Republican running a, a working for Trump, I want Bernie Sanders all day long. I will turn him into the biggest caricature of crazy socialist poetry professor you from Vermont. You won't have Vermont. to work very hard. Dirt, dirt <laughs> uh, hippie, you know, the whole thing. I will just, I'd have a fucking field day with that guy. <laughs> But Biden is the guy who ticks most of the boxes off for name ID. Look, if I was deriving, der making a candidate up out of thin air, uh -huh. I'd want a super articulate young military veteran Democrat from, a, from an industrial Midwest state. No, I don't have that. And no malarkey. From and no damn malarkey. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, I, I, um, I, I forget what I was going to say. What did you want to say? So uh, no, we keep talking about yeah. the election. How how do you, do you do you expect Trump to win? Oh, I remember. Do you think it's? I, mean, a, I remember. I remember. What I was going to say. You have to remember after my yeah, question. I, I, well, he, he, do you expect Trump to win? Yeah, right now. Okay. So I I, think, I mean, look. How many? Because hypothetical. How many states would John a uh, John Kasich versus Bernie Sanders? How many states would John Kasich win? Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that 46. Yeah, I, I what I'm saying is that I think that 45. What I think um, is that people may, but, but maybe getting lost here is that the second that there is act, the Democratic Party's moved so far left that that the sec whether they believe it or they just feel they they can't go against the Twitter mob, whatever it is, that a moderate Jeb Bush, John Kasich, a moderate John McCain type mm -hmm. Republican would clean. The floor with the Democratic Party right let's now. Let's call him. Let's call this. Let's call this hypothetical candidate John Rubio. Yes. Okay. John Rubio gets the nomination, and he's basically in the in the same frame that year two thousand George W. Bush was. And remember, we all think about Bush only through the prism of nine eleven and the war. The campaign was about education, compassionate conservatism, compassionate conservatism, immigration reform, economic empowerment. Home ownership. So let's say that guy, let's say John Rubio ran on that platform. He would roll Bernie Sanders up 
everywhere. Yeah. Well, can I just say this? The idea that's profound. The the idea that a John Rubio would make it through this bigoted republic. Well, right now that fucking laughable. Oh, they would. He would. That's fucking laughable. That's why it's a pure thought experiment. No, no, you're completely laughable. You're wrong because well, not what, not what, not this election cycle. But but Trump is a singular character. Uh, if Trump hadn't run, you would have had John Rubio as the Republican candidate. Uh, also, Trump just so you, is, just so you guys know, Rubio a, means blonde. So, <laughs> John Trump, blonde. Trump is a singular character who has them believing, oh, yeah, it, it is, this was the right way to go. We have been telling these people for years that this is this is who we are, and finally we got a guy to say <laughs> like, the shit. That like we, John. There's nothing the Republican Party couldn't have got without Trump don't sitting you, there. Just don't you understand what you're missing, in my opinion? You know what the alternative to Trump complaining about the border is? And I think they don't say, yeah, yes, we agree we should control the border and here's how we'll do it. And we don't need the excesses of Donald Trump. Right. They, it's free health care for every illegal. We want We want to yeah. decriminalize it. Free health care. Don't let me don't free. No, I'm I'm, I'm a let lefty. Let me finish. No, hear me Just out. let me. No, no, I'm not hear you out in the middle of my sentence. No, no, let me finish my sentence. I'm a lefty and I agree with <laughs> yeah, you. But let me get it out. We're going to decriminalize it. Free cradle to grave healthcare for for uh, for anybody who gets in, so that you can come over on a tourist visa, land at Kennedy, never leave, and then get your sex change operation provided for by the time. This is their alternative to Donald Trump. I'm a lefty, and, and it every, sounds insane. Well, that's right. So then, so that's what I'm saying. This is not a, this this. That's I why I have trouble you. seeing it as a referendum on Trump. I I'm agree like, with you. if that is the alternative they're presenting, I'm like, yeah, this guy's. Really flawed, I, but I, you guys are crazy. No, I agree. I, I'm a, wait. I'm a lefty, and I agree. I, think, I couldn't agree with you more. It sounds insane. I couldn't believe some of the shit they were saying on the debate <laughs> stage. But I don't. Be, I, I, but I. But with that being said, I do believe that South Carolina will be a firewall for Joe Biden, so that we don't have. Right. That every, Look, every, I think every prisoner should be able to get a sex. I trip. think Biden's doing better in Iowa than people think. I think you're right. I think Biden's doing better in New Hampshire than people think. I don't think he'll win New Hampshire, but I think he's going to show. And and I think you're right. The firewall in South Carolina is going to hold. Biden's doing very well in Florida. He'll start when when we get into the big states that are going to wrap up a lot of delegates. You know, Biden has still got a lot of union support. He's got African American support. He's got mainstream Democratic support, and he's strongest with the older voters who are the most likely. Translation: Black don't crack. If you can, <laughs> if you if if you could take the category of if you could take the category of candidate that Joe Biden is in, in terms of, you know, how you would pick someone to run against Donald Trump and rank them in order. He's probably the last on the list yeah. in that category in terms of like, he is so doddering. It's so uncertain what may come out of his mouth, whether he can run sentences together. I would be so nervous worrying about this guy running for president. Cause you just like, cause whatever it is, Donald Trump is robust. And actually he seems, he seems less crazy than he did. A few experience, years ago, experience. He, he just he sees less crazy thing. But I tell you, there's there's one thing. I fewer, think fewer crazy. I things. think there's a lot of undercover Trump supporters. Like I know, I talk to a lot of people in here in New York. You know, and they like you know everybody else is bad. So so how 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 would you, how would you look? It, that? Th- this is a big challenge. Yeah, you have to do a lot of you, you know. The Lincoln Project and other outside groups, we can only do so much. We can only move the needle so much. If the Democrats run a campaign that they should run, work the Electoral College, don't scare the shit out of people, you know, nominate somebody who can bring a case against Trump and be a, be a counterweight and make this a referendum on Trump, there's a shot. 
it's a narrow path and they don't have a lot of margin for error and they also can't indulge their ideological fantasies. Are you working with any Democratic Party, with the Democratic Party right now or no? No. no. W- would you be able to? Or? Would I be able to? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, uh, I'm a free agent now. You okay. Know? Yeah. I was so disappointed was, in this uh, Iran Iran thing, the way they handled it, and the press. It really, mm. th- like, what did they think? What, when the guy, right, we talked last What did they think the be- grassroots American reaction would be to to killing an Iranian terrorist mastermind? That, yes, that's good. That's number one. I mean, call me crazy, but, you know, that's when you go. Is that is that punching up or punching down? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. That's so funny. But what, 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 did they, what did they think the reaction would be? Like, it, you know, you're, you're the Ayatollah and you're blah, 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 you know. And then all of a sudden, the guy right next to you is blown into a thousand pieces. And... Do they and they act like no now he's now he's gonna double down. No, he's not gonna double down because he knows is better than our press seems to know that in 48 hours there would be no more Iran. We don't we don't want to occupy Iran. We don't not gonna make the same mistake we made in Iraq. We're just gonna we're gonna blow up every single oil refinery, we're gonna sink every single ship, we're gonna blow up their their whatever airplanes are on the ground, and we'll do that in, in 48 to 72 hours. And we'll have a drone pick off the ice. Like, why would, why did they not understand that he was going to back down? Like what, just like Gaddafi did. It was, nobody's, nobody's compared it, but it's just like when they bombed Gaddafi's tent. Gaddafi, you know, remember what he did? Yeah, it was Operation El Dorado Canyon, 1986. No, but do you remember what Gaddafi did in return? The the German discotheque. He shot, no, he shot off a few scuds and they went Uh, over the target. Just, just like Iran, almost exact same response. And then he was never heard from again. I, I'll tell you a funny story about that uh, incident, um, inside information. He, uh, as soon as the hit, he named the months of the year, revenge, hit America, kill America. Like, really? And he had a plan that each month he's going to do something. He, he didn't he really did, have a absolutely. plan. His plan was to stay I know, alive. but he, that's what he told the people. So mo- this month it called... Uh, uh, airspace America this month. Uh, oh, what if it's it. your birthday and and now <laughs> right? it's like hate America? It's like oh, I know. Yeah. Damn, damn. I'm like, well, I, do we all agree that these apocalyptic martyr preaching cult leaders very often value life a lot more than they let on? But, you know, if they if they didn't value death so much, they wouldn't sleep in a different place every night. That's right. Sure. That, that, if they didn't fear death, that, yeah, that, yeah. and uh, that's a line I stole from a guy who planned the air war in 1991 against Saddam the first time where Saddam came out and gave a speech, we love death more than you love life, and blah, blah, blah. And, and he has body And double. this Air Force general looks over me and goes, because I was working at the uh, Defense Department at the time for Dick Cheney, and this Air Force general looks over me and goes, well, that some bitch uh, every night drives around in a beater car and finds some apartment to sleep in, so I guess he does value his life. <laughs> That's a good impression. So then, you, so then you agree with me in this sense that there, there clearly is, and that doesn't mean anything you're saying is wrong, you've said is wrong, there, it clearly is a Trump derangement syndrome when fine foreign policy minds and journalists couldn't see a very common sense possibility that this was going to be a, a productive thing. Now, look, to- I think Iraq still gets a vote. Iran still gets a vote on this. I think they may do something asymmetric. Absolutely. I think they may do something deniable. They, you know, were, listen, predicting if they-, world, they were predicting World War III. Why did they sure. predict that? Look, part of it was that the smart play – a smart president, President Wilson, let's just hypothetically say, I would have whacked Soleimani at some point and never said a fucking word about it. Yeah. Then you leave your adversary thinking, oh shit, they can reach out and touch me anytime. They're not going to take a victory lap. They're not going to brag about it. That's a great power. 
as opposed to Trump has to get his dick out and yeah, that's know. Trump. But nevertheless, right, why did right after why was a uniform that. prediction of disaster when the most obvious thing is what I said? The calculation as well. He just we have no chance in fighting them. I don't. And he's and he's aiming for me next. Like I said, I don't think that this is over. I think Iran still gets a vote. I think that they the the Quds Force and the IGRC still have an awful lot of of smart and evil guys who will do something asymmetric that will be hard for us to prove. Not before, and they're, not and before they're, November. And they're, and they're very motivated. I wouldn't. They are very not motivated. I wouldn't November. make a lot of bets on. Them. I would make a bet. Not they have no. I mean, unless they, I, I always assume that the other person is rational. And and if they, when they behave irrationally, then what can you say? But if I have them, I say, listen, we Trump. We don't know what he's capable of. He will end us. He's up for election in November. If we cause trouble, we may just help him. Bernie Sanders, we're going to roll right over Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth, when any Democrat, it's going to be party time for Iran as soon as the Democrats take office. So why would we do anything until that election is over? I bet my bottom dollar they do something before the election. Why would they? And when they do, do, he'll do the same thing that he did with North Korea. Oh, they're not going to fire off any missiles. Then they do fire okay, off any John, missiles. So you're, you're and, the then, Ay- and then he minimizes it like he does with everything. Oh, it's not a big John, deal. John, you be the Ayatollah. They're just firing off some you, stuff. You be the Ayatollah. Now, you suggest to me that you want to kill some yeah, some, kill some Americans. Go ahead. Suggest it. I want to kill some Americans. Yeah. you want you, this, this is not over. We, I want to kill a few soldiers or something. What, what, something. Yeah. And I say, Ayatollah, uh, you saw what he did to Soleimani. He said he's, he he's going to sink our Navy next. And I believe him. Now you tell me to do it anyway. Do it anyway. It makes no sense. No. You know you're not going to do it anyway. You, you, know, you know what? You're, you're not going to do it anyway. Just try this scenario though. You know, you know, you know what's fucked up? I'm just going to say one thing. You know what's fucked up about this? Even in this scenario, I don't get to play Ayatollah. <laughs> <laughs> like this? <laughs> mark it down. I tell you to mark it down. <laughs> <laughs> what's your scenario? <laughs> no, here, here's a different scenario Hollywood. for you. <laughs> we must seek revenge on the on 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 the bastard Trump. Yeah, and instead of killing a general or bombing a bunch of soldiers, day of election day in America, they shut off the power grid in Orlando, Florida. Day of election day. Yeah. Uh, I, Listen, I, I can I can come up with twenty five asymmetric scenarios. So, what do you think Trump's response to that would be? I don't think he has a response. I don't need. He will sink their navy. He will. What, um, if they, what if they can't prove it? What if you can't he, prove it? Well, he'll that's, blame. That's where Trump. He'll blame that's where Trump. It on, Trump, he'll Trump blame it on care. Democrats. He'll say the Democrats. Are <laughs> right. This, right. Right. Blame right. It. Well, I suppose if they really can't prove it, but I don't. I, I mean, if they, they, if they commit, they, if they commit it, the perfect crime, then we might be at a loss, maybe. But tr- if if there's any president who's not going to give a shit whether you can prove it or not, it's they've Trump. They've got so they, many yahoos that are just looking for an excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? We get up. We get up. You act like they have the same type of military. They don't. They don't do things the way that we do. I'm they've just got saying. a bunch of angry dudes out there. You killed our guy. When we, as soon as I get a chance, I'm gonna do something right. reckless. Look, get a chance. I think the first chance would be most likely after election day. No, I don't think people no. walk into a buzzsaw nobody's and cut their head open uh, uh, so easily. Yeah, nobody's waiting till. Yeah, uh, we got we got a we got to uh, go as wrap well. it up. Do you uh, have any final thoughts, or you wanna? Um, yeah, I was just hoping, you know, before they do anything like that, they fix my iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> These guys are suspect, but they do good work. <laughs> Lou Perez, you want to share your information? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Lou on the Subway and check out We the Internet TV on YouTube oh, and Facebook. Is there any candidate 
that you would vote, f- that, that would make you vote for Trump? That, that would make me vote? Would for- you vote for Sanders over Trump? Would you vote for? Um, I mean, I normally vote uh, third party. Um, ugh, so, that, that, I mean, that's like the easy. Uh, that's a clever dodge. Yeah. Okay. Any, is there any candidate, <laughs> is there any candidate that's too far left for you? I'm black. Of course not. <laughs> you know, when you have a president of the United States that says black people have nothing to lose, they walk out of the house and get shot. He says that in public and it's got a white supremacist working in the White House. Fuck no. I, I respect that. What, what, what if, I, if I force myself to vote for Hillary, I'll, I'll vote for anybody Democrat, unfortunately. Even, even, even Warren or Bernie, but no Trump. Okay, now let me say, let me tell you this. He's lying. I, I know well, I, I know, can't vote. I, I know that I know that he's lying. I spoke. He it, it is. We're living in a time where you you, you just don't want to be sad. But I no no. I, it's true. It's true. That that's recent change. You know. It just it just. I will say that um, I would prefer to see Trump. And I know. And I'm I'm not. I know that I could totally live to regret this because there's so many dangers with Trump. But I think that foreign policy is the most important thing. We don't realize this, uh, but like my father was used to tell me that. He says, no, it's all about foreign policy. And I think that the mischief, the freedom that our enemies around the world would feel if we had a president as a, a, a virtual pacifist like a Bernie Sanders to take over would be very, that would be an existential threat. Like that's, that is when you're really going to see threats. So, I like Bernie Sanders, actually, and I find him to be a very uh, sincere, charming guy, but I think it would be very dangerous. So wh- why don't we do it like we did with Trump? President. Let's try him. No, why no. can't we do that? You because, know? Like I said, about, Iran's a perfect example. Uh, they, the youth, I mean, the, the, there is zero, you're going to take deterrence off the table in a global sense with a president, Bernie Sanders, or at least they're going to test it, and it scares the shit out of me. Trump's, Trump's, Trump scares the shit out of me too, but the a pacifist president is really no. I I, I think Bernie is uh, again. If it was any normal human being, they'd blow the the map out. It looked like Reagan eighty four. If it's if it's Bernie versus Trump, Trump's going to win forty four forty five states. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna absolutely destroy them. And look, I, and I make this analogy, and it drives the Bernie people nuts online. This is Jeremy Corbyn. You had Boris Johnson, an unpopular guy, and you had Jeremy Corbyn, who was so far out. I mean, actually, Bernie's less cuckoo than Jeremy, but not by a whole lot. And what did you see? You saw the Labor Party destroyed. Yeah. And 60% of the vote in the UK is in about a 100-mile radius of London. That is labor country. They should romp there. It shrank down into basically the urban center core for, for labor yeah. and a few little outliers. He destroyed their party. The Democrats could take a suicide pill here against the worst candidate they could possibly nominate with the worst candidate they could face and still lose. And I think it would be a cataclysm for their party. There, any Democrat who wakes up in the morning right now and starts counting their chickens or picking out curtains in the White House, they're making a huge category error. Right. Well, last call, right. Bolton will, will, will testify? No. No, I think he will. He'll stiff arm him. I hope he does. If he does testify, he'll play. He'll play games. 
because he's really happy right now with what's going on with Iran. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I, I, I don't think he's out to take Trump down. Yeah, his mustache got so much bigger after Iran. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right, is that it? John, John, if your war with Iran leaves you hard for more than four hours. <laughs> Final thoughts if you want to share your information. Oh, yeah. Uh, hit me up at, uh, at He Was Funny, man. It's, it's always good talking to you. And it was a, it was a pleasure. Rick sitting Likewise. next to you. Yeah, that was awesome. Likewise, history, history is going to be very kind to you. Black but, people <laughs> black people around the world are rejoicing uh, that, you're, that you're doing what you're doing, man, because uh, this guy, and, and, and if I called him a devil, then they would say, oh, this guy's, you know, some type of whatever. I'm glad you called him a devil because- that's what he is, and uh, Wait, he called me told Trump a devil. He called the, the so, name of the book. The title of the book has oh, got book. devil in so, it. So, Rick, uh, how can people help with the Lincoln Project if they can? Well, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, share your information as well. You can follow me on Twitter at the Rick Wilson, um, modestly enough. Um, and <laughs> uh, Lincoln Project, LincolnProject.us. Okay. And how um, do we support it? It's it, look, sign up. Get information, share share the stuff. We're putting out a lot of ads right now. Uh, we've got an ad out. The, our first thing came out basically going after the evangelical base of Trump. Oh, God. Um, just to give them a good hard slap across the mouth. And uh, today we popped Cory Gardner pretty hard um, because he's roadblocking the uh, the trial in the Senate. And we'll be at rolling out some ads in the coming weeks, days and weeks against other vulnerable Republicans to bring some pressure on them. And then we'll be moving to another phase of the operation, more focused on Donald Trump as we go forward. We have one day a week at the cellar when we do shows for like charities and stuff like that. I don't know. Are we Thursday. On Thursdays, maybe you want to do a. I'd love to. A, 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 you put it. Put it on touch with him. You want to talk? We'll yeah. talk. Yeah. Okay. See, John. See, see, see how I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wait, and, and, and I will host it for free. Ah. Uh, yes, I will right. be there for free. Right. I love it. And uh, live. No, I, I saw a show. I was going to say this. I saw a show that John Laster hosted the other <laughs> night, and it was. I hadn't been there a long time to see you. It, you, it was really good. Thank that you. was really. He's good amazing. Show. Thank you. Yeah. Only the only the only thing I didn't like is that at some point you you I guess you rushed for time. And you didn't do any material at all in between the acts, and I wanted to hear more John Laster. We were behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Good night. Good night, sir. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you. Thank you, and have a good night. You were listening to Live from America podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamerica podcast.com brought to you by the comedy seller and rethink production 